0: Don't give me any shite about, you know, having shit Wi Fi. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet.
1: I am joined by a good old host, well, co host, a very rough man who's been enjoying the, the Scotland Cyphers game last night. It's David Hockney. David, how are we doing?
0: Yeah, I wasn't aware we were doing um, ASMR special today,
1: so you'll have to excuse if my voice is pretty low key today. That wasn't a bad attempt there, David. I quite enjoyed that. You can keep doing that rest of the episode if you want, if your voice can handle it. Alright, alright. You just made it a little bit creepy now. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> That's plenty. Uh, anyway, moving on to the top three of the week, uh, David. And I feel like we're kind of repeat ourselves. I'm going to just, this is a, I'm going to summarise this for you. Top three judgement day, David. Uh, so, Ray playing 15 points. Finn Baller 20 points. David piece on 21. They've been on, uh, they've been on all the shows this week uh, with, uh, obviously Dom Doms in NXT Damien Priest Finn Valerie Ripley Holland and Smackdown obviously Finn and Damien won the belts at Payback as well as Rey are retaining against okay, well, uh, Gonzalez or Rodriguez sorry um, so judgement Day, <laughs> proving once again uh, you were a moron if you didn't pick any of them oh yeah and um, some of us are feeling that but uh, have you getting more to add on their performance this season like, we
0: discussed this at the end of last season, like, the Judgment Day were all bound to go round one. We just didn't know what order, specifically. So, obviously, Rhea and Dom Dom were massive scorers at the tail end of last season, so they went pretty quick. But we also had Debian Priest, who was chosen after the likes of Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Gunther, EO Sky. Finn Balor was a little bit further behind, behind FTR and LA Knight. I think uh valor's been doing pretty well as a as a round one pick given that he was undrafted last season and he's finally getting some momentum back after what was a pretty poor you know pretty poor performance last season losing two big world title matches but it's good to see they have finally got the rhythm jd mcdonough's getting involved in some capacity and it's it's like they're finally on top like where the bloodline used to be
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, It's got like a complete overhaul um, in WWE. They're now the big faction with the bloodline. A little bit of of low time. They're chilling out. Not liking they're chilling out, but they're chilling out. And uh, they've been trusted to take on um, this role in the card. And Damien having a belt and the money in the bank is... Scary, by the way. <laughs> it sure, sure yeah. is. But I think the last person to hold a title
0: alongside the Money in the Bank briefcase was The Miz in 2010 when he was US Champion in conjunction with being Mr. Money in the Bank.
1: See, I wasn't watching then, so I've never known someone to have both, so it was just content to me, but I'm sure mm-hmm. David Campbell is not <laughs> Although there
0: was a time where RBD was Intercontinental Champion and Mr. Money in the Bank But that was like 15 years ago
1: Oh yeah yeah yeah, I remember that um, But yeah Judgment Day Same old story, different week David um, <laughs>
0: Yeah I guess so But right. It's just mental because Obviously Finn Balor was undrafted last season And now he's, he's already scoring like 30 points You know he's joint fifth with Dom Dom in the top 10 of the season it goes to how big of a miss he was last season but I think people understand that you know he wasn't winning title
1: matches and stuff so it could have been proven costly yeah definitely um, we'll move on to look at the, the table here David <laughs> we've, got, <laughs> we've got a 15th place at the bottom but again, <laughs> <spaghetti> with 47 <laughs> points as myself uh, well think, like uh Delegation smells like relegation. Am I right? <sighs> uh, I'm just completely throwing you off there, haven't I? That's just been talking draft live. I'll be. <laughs> Have a good day. Uh,
0: come on, press
1: on. No, got, I'm, got, I'm, I'm got getting like, to get through. I'm, I'm getting the hope. This lander, This is great. <laughs> but anyway. 12th place, Ross McLeod, FDR, so 59 points. Again, you've got Gary Kelly, Team best at 64. Yourself, David Hockney, are not so comfortable, but an okay position in 76 points with the West End Country Club. Then in ninth place, you've got Stephen Wilson, the Justice Sports Evo Incorporated. I'm not doing the thing that he wants us to do. Eighty six and a half half points. You'll probably wonder where Stephen is currently. He's on holiday, so we are doing all, everything for him. So, Stephen, enjoy your holiday because we're going to annoy you when you come back, okay? And no doubt there have a lot of mistakes to fix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving into 8th place, Andy Mitchell, the Glasgow University Cricket Club on 87 points. Apologies. Joint on 87th uh, is also Grammy Robbie on the Roll to Draft with his uh, D&D-endorsed uh, <laughs> drafting strategy. He then got 6th uh, place, Calum Bennett. Apologies but are on the score of 1 on Twitter, 91 points. One point ahead of 92 points is Jack Green with a million ways to fuck up the draft. Then you got Elliot Carter, our listeners league uh, competitor, participant for the season with Mae son with 95 points. Then you got the top three of the table. You've got uh, the defending champions Scott McLeod, the Dave Hawk, and the better Wi-Fi fund, 108 points. One point ahead in second place is Tom Brock with a platters many the platform 109 points and then I believe it's is going to be a bit of a problem going uh, forward David but we do have David Campbell team goal 135 points oh jeez um, one of the, the favourites to win this season and nobody won there because yeah. he's, you know with a weekly score of 67 points that's uh, considering, crazy considering both pay-per-views payback and all
0: out or was it all mm. out all out but yeah I think a lot of that comes down to Damien Priest, his team captain, winning the tag titles at Payback, but he also had the acclaimed defending the trios titles on AEW this past week as well. Not to mention, you know, his his love for scrap daddy Adam Pierce got him a, a few appear, a, a few appearance points on on SmackDown here and there. So that's that's worked out pretty well for him. I think the only flaw in his team at the minute is Bianca Belair, who's currently only on four points. And it's been rumoured that she's going to be taking some time off after working such a hectic schedule over the past like, year or so. So he could potentially be a team member down for the rest of the season. But when you've got a, a juggernaut performer like Damien Priest backed up with the likes of the acclaimed and Carmelo Hayes, it's um, you know it's hard to argue why he's uh, on top.
1: Yeah, having been a person down can be a concern. But I don't think it's the end of the world for him right now concerning mm. how dominant the rest of his team is and people have won with zero points before not to name names and it definitely <laughs> must be
0: uh, uh, I mean you and Ross had an absolute stinker this week you know both of you scoring less than 10 points when there was yeah. two pay-per-views this past week you know with All Out and Payback um, obviously he was guy, he your captain suffered a loss on Smackdown she wasn't defending the title Payback but she has got a title defence against Asuka in a couple of weeks so Possibly a chance for you to bounce back. Well, Let's not take anything away from Tom Brock, though. I mean, he's slowly making his way up the rankings. He got fifty-nine points overall this past week, largely carried by John Moxley winning the AEW International title, and his first-round pick was Finn Balor, as we know. You know, Judgment Day is running a mock at minute, so those two picks are effectively carrying his entire team at the minute. Oh no, definitely. Um, I will add that I had three of my six.
1: Picks on television this week, and the two that wrestled lost. <laughs> <laughs> that was it you and Jimmy. Yes, because I saw the advert for SmackDown last night, thinking, "Oh, dancer, I've got a champion in a tag match. I've got Jimmy Uso, and they both fucking lost." <laughs> <laughs> so and not only that, you've also got
0: Jungle Boy on minus one, like literally, not even zero points, minus one. Yeah. Ever since he lost the FTW title to Hook at Wembley, and now he's been suspended for the backstage altercation. Yeah, I feel like I've been through a real
1: glass. No,
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. <laughs> uh,
1: anyway, we'll, we'll move on from our uh, fall from grace and talk about that. i David, will we? And we'll go on to the good old listeners league. And yes. David, I'll trust you to rattle down the top five so far.
0: Mm Mhm. So fifth place for the listeners' league, we have former winner JP with Vince touched me up on 142 points. Fourth place, we have Jonathan Napier with Back to the Future Endeavors on 144 and a half. I think this is his first break into the top five this season. Then third place, Craig Forsyth. Uh, I I should mention, sorry, Jonathan Napier was the highest scorer this week with 65 points, with Johnny Adam just behind him on 64. Anyway, third place. Craig Forsyth, at least I remembered this time, on 145 points, just half a point ahead of Jonathan. Then we have a pretty tight race uh, at the top of the table. So we have former winner Ross Brady with Karrion Crosco on 154 points. And then at the top of the table, just one point ahead on 155, it's John Sly with Hurt business And his team consists of his team captain, Rhea Ripley. He has Orange Cassidy, who following a mammoth AEW international, international title run has now come to an end, so maybe he starts to drop down the table as a result, but um, he also has Carmelo Hayes, NXT champion, who's been making waves down there, sort of a quiet builder there, and then oh, this is where I see a flaw in his team, though. Round, is round four pick CM Punk, who has just been fired. Rep the <laughs> these, and uh, CM okay. Punk as well was the third most selected uh, pick for the listeners' league. Twelve of the participants selected them, so the CM Punk's firing is going to impact a lot of people in this league.
1: Considering how, how like the power level, I say general power level, teams are higher in the listeners' league because of the nature of how they pick their their draft picks from pots. Mm-hmm. Losing, losing one, uh, one, one of your round picks is huge in the last mm-hmm. league. Because you're, everyone else is scoring high, so, like the the top teams in the last league are scoring highly with most, if not all, their picks. If you lose one, you're in trouble. Oh yeah, like um, and I'm just checking. League, but, you go with that a little bit,
0: and yeah, reach to a degree, but not here. Not Out of the top five currently. Three out of the five of them have CM Punk on their team. The only ones that don't, Ross Brady and Jonathan Napier. So Ross Brady, obviously has team captain is Rhea Ripley. He's been carried by uh, Soraya, who just won the women's title. He has Orange Cassidy, who sc- scored 32 before losing the AEW international title. And he also has a very surprising round six pick, Rey Mysterio, who's been picked the same number of times as Orange Cassidy, both of which were round five and round six. And they're scoring massively at the minute. Oh, yeah. Uh, for jo- for uh, Jonathan Napier's team, uh, yeah, he's assisted with the, with the acclaimed being the trios champions. He has Becky Lynch, who could potentially win the NXT women's title this coming week. And he's also backed up with the likes of Charlotte Flair, Tony Storm, and the wise man Paul Heyman. So I think out of all of the top five, Jonathan Napier is definitely in the strongest position, especially being the top scorer this week alone. Yeah, uh, I
1: fully agree. I'm going to stop you there though, David, because I've got a bit of a statistic to share with you all. And yes, Ryan Ruklish with a a statistic. You must be mad. (laughs) um, So as, as I said earlier, with the listeners' league, they tend to score higher due to how they draft, right? But something weird's happened this week because David Campbell has outscored the top scorer of the Listener League this week, which is, it might not sound like a lot, but that's huge considering how they draft. So yeah. David Campbell scored 67, with Jonathan Avery only scoring 65. That just shows how dominant David was this week. And um, if that continues, it's, I think it's going to be one of their runaway seasons again. mm mm-hmm. And you were looking at a, a four-time champion, unfortunately, for everyone else. But I think that's how it's going to... It's still early days, David, but it's not looking good for the rest of us, is it? No, definitely not. And I'm pretty sure that's one of only a few
0: times where a Contributors League participant has scored higher than all of the Listeners League competitors in one week. It may have happened before, but... Maybe we can get yeah, that's why I said it's only one of, one of only a few times, I think. Yeah, I, I, I that doesn't happen a lot at all yeah. But we do have the Listeners League Cup as well uh, To consider We've got one week of scoring left Before the end of round one But I can go through the standings at the minute And see where we are with the Listeners League Cup this season Go for it, go for it. All right. So we have Simon Bell Currently leading former finalist Tam McKay 76-71 to 71. We have Jonathan Napier, highest scorer this week, leading Paddy McBride, 79.5 to 67. Ross McClucky is leading Stuart Cowie, 70 to 45. Johnny Adams leading Mike Angus, 70.5 to 55. We have JP, former winner, uh, leading over Bertie Wanless on 87. Then we have John Sly beating Alora May, 108 to 78. Still one week of scoring to go though, so these are just, uh, temporary scores. We have David Jedoin on 102, beating Lee McAteer, 102 to 75. Ross Henderson leading Andy Springer, 97 to 88 and a half. Martin Best leading Alan Skinner, 101 to 86 and a half. Mike Nunn, uh, leading Lachlan Hyatt, 17 and a half to 45. Matt Smith, former winner, everybody loves a bit of Matt Smith, leading Colin Blackburn, 75 to 50 and a half. Adam Callier, another former Listeners League winner, 76 and a half, he's leading Dan Wood, who's on 54. We have Dan Axel Jameson leading Anthony Fitzpatrick, 91 to 80 and a half. We have Robert fucking Shaw leading yeah. 83 to 60, uh, over Scotty. Then we have Craig Forsyth, Leading Michael Clotier, 93 to 74. And because we have an odd number of, uh, participants this season, our last bracket is a triple threat match. So we have Ross Brady leading Gary Morris and Alan Laurie, 107 to 79 and a half to 79. So, yeah, so far we do have some clear winners, but the closest contest we have is, uh, Tam McCain trying to stay, trying to avoid a first round exit
1: after making it all the way to the final last season. But it's tight, there's only five points between them, uh, him and Simon Bell, 76 and 71, mm. so one more a week can change the whole th- uh, the whole score, so... Uh,
0: <laughs> and if you want excitement like this on Saturday Draft Live, you can have Johnny Von 2.0 reading out the results like Soccer
1: Sunday. Uh, but yeah, David, a little uh, quiet week on Saturday Draft Live this week. Um, mm-hmm. As... as uh, Last-minute designated host, I have made decision. David, I want to give you the spotlight here, okay? Okay. This is your, I'm going to give you, like, a minute, maybe two minutes. If you want to call out another drafter or a Lister League person or shout out somebody, go for it, the floor is yours. Um, I'm just going
0: to call out Scott McLeod uh, for naming his team the Dave Me Better Wi-Fi Fund because... My flat's undergone some improvements in the last few months or so. I have better Wi-Fi. I have a fancy desk. I have a fancy mic. And I'm basically up and running at full capacity at this point. So don't give me any shite about, you know, having shit Wi-Fi. Like, sure, I had some teething problems when going through my new setup. But as far as I can tell, my voice is as well as it projects, now comes through crystal clear on my shiny new mic and because I'm always about bringing top quality here, not just on Saturday Draft Live, but every damn week on Central where it's me and Ross delivering all the news and you can catch all that in the back catalogue alongside every season of Saturday Draft Live where there is me, Ryan, Steve A. Wilson or Jack Graham. We're the contributors here. We deliver the best quality. We deliver all the stats
1: and fuck you. Oh, beautiful, David. I think I don't even need an outro now. You've done it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for
0: listening to this week's episode of Saturday Draft Live. If you like what you hear, you can follow Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet on iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred Android podcasting site. Be sure to follow us on our social media as well, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Suplex Retweet. Get involved with the Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet community page. We have big questions every week. We have topics of discussion. Please get involved. And you never know, your comment might be read out on the next episode of ESSR
1: Central. And we'll see you all next week. See you later.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.